But whenever you move abroad, you realize that it is 90% your heart and 10% of courage. If you really, really want something, you will make it happen. Hey, my name is Jordan Giberson. I'm a Texas girl living and thriving in London. The best thing I've ever done, moving abroad hands down. And I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Are you curious about finding a job abroad? You're in the right place, friend. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets of how to make moving abroad a reality for you and how to live a fulfilling life once you get there. We'll cover topics like choosing the best visa for you, how to get a job offer in another country, how to get over your fear of moving abroad, and how to live a life you love once you get there. This is the Move Abroad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Abroad Podcast. So today we're going to be discussing 10 ways that you will change whenever you move abroad. So does anybody remember being in middle school and high school and you would be signing each other's yearbooks at the end of the year and some people, as you open up your yearbook, it would say hags, aka have a great summer. And then they would sign their signature that they practiced a hundred times in their notebook earlier that week that they wanted to look a bit messy and represent their personality or whatever. And then some people would write a very heartfelt essay in detail about how important your friendship is and the funny memories from the year. That, That was me. Uh, And then there were the people that would say something like, you're so great, never change. I was just thinking back to this kind of memory of citing each other's yearbooks about those people that said, you're so amazing, you're so great, never change. And I was thinking about this podcast episode and I was thinking about whenever people say that and just thinking about whenever you move abroad, you will change 100% but not for the bad. You just become a better version of who you already were. And that's really what any change will do to you, really. Getting married, having kids, starting a business, training for a marathon, anything that's really challenging that is a really big thing in your life, a really big shift or change. All those challenges make us stronger and make us better versions of who we already were. So I would say that I have changed in quite a few ways since I moved abroad but I think that a lot of those changes are for the better. So I wanted to discuss the top 10 ways that I feel like I have changed since moving abroad and what I've heard about other people and how they've changed whenever they moved abroad. So one of the first ones that I think is kind of funny is that I talk a bit differently. And you're probably listening to me and you're like, Jordan, you literally still sound American. You sound the exact same. And yeah, I do sound really, really similar. I hope I always hold on to my American accent. But I would say that I've picked up a few new words and a few new phrases. And I would say that my accent hasn't really changed, but sometimes the fluctuation of my sentences has changed. So I would say, uh, for example, instead of saying, are you going to the gym? I would say, are you going to the gym? So that would be, that's a very British way of saying it. Uh, So that's just one example. And then I would say that I've also picked up a few new phrases and words that I've added to my vocabulary. So sometimes I'll say something like, oh, I'm not fussed, like as in I'm not really bothered. It doesn't really matter to me. Or I'll say bin instead of trash. Or I'll say, yeah, I'd be keen if I'm saying I'd be interested. So I have added a few new words and phrases 
And if you are moving somewhere where English is not the predominant language, then you should have a lot of new words and phrases. And you'll be learning continuously because you're developing a whole new language, or at least one would hope. <laughs> I do have a really funny quick story. It's, I mean, it's not that funny. It's a little bit sad if we're being honest. Um, but I lived and worked in Italy for three months back in 2020. And people asked me like, oh, did you learn so much Italian whenever you're there? And I kind of would be embarrassed and I'd kind of laugh and be like, no, I did not learn any Italian. And it was really because one, it's really hard to learn something that you don't really care to learn. I would say I love and admire people that really want to learn a new language. I think that's amazing. For me, it's just not been something that I've ever been super interested in learning. So for me, I did not learn any Italian. I will also say that sometimes they would look at me and they would just automatically start speaking in English. <laughs> I guess it's really obvious that I'm not Italian or I don't know Italian just by looking at me, but uh, that happened a lot. They would just automatically start speaking in English or I would start to try to attempt to say something in Italian or probably I looked very confused looking at them and I would say, I like I would communicate, I don't know very much Italian. And they would say, no, no, I want to speak English with you. I want to practice my English. So that happened all the time where it actually kind of worked to my, my benefit because I did not know very much Italian and they wanted to speak English. They wanted to improve their English language skills. So anyways, that's a very side, side, side note. That's not really related, but anyways, I found that kind of funny. So one is, okay, like I said, my fluctuation has changed a little bit. I'm adding new words and phrases. Uh, that's just me. One time I met a lawyer. I was on the phone with her and she was chatting to me. She was, she sounded very, very British. And as we were discussing, she was like, oh yeah, I'm American as well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? wait, you're American? And she's like, yeah, I'm American. I've been living in the UK for 20 years. And I was like, but you literally sound English or you literally sound British. And she laughed and she's like, I know whenever I go home to visit my family, they think that I'm faking my accent, but really it's just really changed over time. And now I kind of have a British accent. I've always, always found that really interesting. Um, I've also had another friend of mine who's been living here for eight plus years and his accent is very much still American in every single way. So I've always found it really interesting that her accent over 20 plus years has changed quite drastically. I have another friend, uh, he's been living here eight years and his has not changed at all. So I don't know if it's because this woman was just saying, you know, I really want to speak in a British accent and she just, it just, she just took it on. Or if maybe, you know, how some people just have an ear for other languages and they pick up languages more quickly and easily. Maybe accents are like this as well, that people just kind of slowly pick up different accents as they're living there. Um, but I always found that really interesting. And I will say as well that whenever you go back home, your accent will quickly convert back to your old ways and you will be very, very conscious of what you say whenever you're around your friends and your family, because if you say bin instead of trash, they will make fun of you endlessly. So anyways, um, and it's just like if you have, you know, let's just say that your mom is from Alabama out in the sticks and she has been living in New York for 10 years. Have you ever noticed if that situation happens or something similar, whenever she goes back to Alabama, her accent comes out real strong and full force. So I do think that that happens whenever you go back home, you kind of revert back to your old ways, including the way that you're talking. So anyways, that's, that's one new words and phrases. The second item is that 
the, the way that you'll change is that you will learn about other cultures and how they do things differently and better than the rest of the world or from, you know, where you're from. So some examples are that, uh, for example, healthcare, education, the fact that people walk many places instead of driving, um, the food that they consume, the hobbies that they have, different values they have within their culture, the religion that they have in their culture, their work-life balance that they have. Maybe they work more, maybe they work less. So you don't have to agree with all of these things, and you probably won't, but I think it's really cool that you get to experience a whole other culture, a whole other way of doing life, and you can pick and choose the pieces that really suit you and that you want to bring on into your own life. I was watching this video one time of this woman. It was on Instagram somewhere. I will have to see if I can find it. But anyways, this woman was basically explaining that she used to live in Spain, but then she went to the States and she's back in Spain, I believe. But she's basically explaining that kids in Spain are not the center of the whole world. The moms are, the parents are. They prioritize themselves and the kids live around their lifestyle. And I found it really interesting because the families would have a lifestyle that reflects that. For example, she was saying that if she really wanted to catch up with her friend, she would call her friend, say, hey, do you want to meet me in the park in 20 minutes? And the friend would say, yes, of course. They would walk to the park, they would meet in the park, and the moms would get drinks in the cafe that would be in the park, and then the kids would be playing around with each other in this you know, closed, safe environment. But the moms get to enjoy being with each other and chatting and having a drink and catching up, and the kids are all playing Anyways, I've just found that so interesting um, that there are a lot of different ways of doing life that maybe we're not used to and in our own world, and our own culture that we were born in. But I think it's really interesting to learn about other cultures and not just hear about it online or not just make assumptions about other cultures, but to actually be immersed in them and to really be immersed and soak it up and to see, I like this, I don't. I'm going to take this on. I don't want to take that on. Anyways, I I found that really interesting. The third way you're going to change whenever you move abroad is that your eyes will be opened to your old culture, aka the great US of A if you're from the US. I have found this extremely interesting and it's it's been something that it's taken a couple years. I think it's whenever you leave your looking at it from the outside looking in instead of being completely immersed in it, you kind of have a bit of a distance so you can see more clearly. Sounds a bit cheesy, but it's definitely true. I think it's because you're hearing the thoughts of people from other countries and their opinions whenever they have not lived there. So you're hearing some of the assumptions that they make about your culture, which I find really, really interesting. And I think it's, again, whenever you are away from it for a bit and then you step back into it, then you see, you're like, oh my goodness, that's so interesting. That's so like, yeah, I was completely involved in that or it's kind of difficult to explain. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that whenever you have a bit of distance from your own culture, you see things a lot more clearly and you will 100% notice that whenever you move abroad and you go visit again or you talk with people from other countries and hear about their opinions um, and you get into a discussion about some of those topics. So that's the third one. Number four is that you will gain a lot of independence and confidence. 
100%. You are forced to be independent because you don't have somebody constantly telling you how to do things or which decision that you need to make. Because even if you ask them, they wouldn't be able to tell you. They don't really know. They haven't experienced it. They're not there. And you are put in a position where you have to problem solve on your own. And confidence comes from repeated success. So whenever you're figuring out this whole new system, this whole new way of living life and making decisions on which bank account do I want to have? How am I going to make friends? Just a whole new way of you're really, you know, you're kind of starting over. You really are starting over. So, and people can't help you along that process of starting over because they don't live there. They don't know. So anyways, you do gain a lot of independence and confidence in yourself because of that repeated success and trusting yourself that I can figure it out on my own. And that's been a really beautiful thing for me. I think another interesting one. So this is number five. So you have the freedom to be whoever you want to be. Nobody knows you. You get to build a life exactly the way that you want to without any expectations from others. I do think that is also true if you move to somewhere else in the U.S. if you're American, for example, but I think that is definitely 100% true whenever you move to another country and even more so because no one, no one, no one knows you. So yeah, that's a really interesting one. Number six of how you will change is that you will get to know yourself really, really well and you will begin to hopefully begin to be comfortable with being alone. You will be alone sometimes. You will definitely make, well, I say definitely, I would hope that you would make friends. You have to put in a lot of effort to make friends, 100%. You have to put yourself out there, but you have to be used to being alone. Um, Even if you're going to a meetup with, um, maybe maybe there's an invitation in a Facebook group and they're all going to meet up and grab drinks after work or go for a a walk or something. You're still needing to be alone. You're going by yourself and you're meeting up with these people. I've had so many meals by myself. I've had a lot of days by myself as well where I'm just kind of walking. I don't have plans with somebody and I'm going to a museum by myself. I'm going to a cafe and reading by myself. And I think you just get really comfortable with your own presence. Maybe this one is just me, but I have definitely experienced that even more so. And I think I've always been a bit more independent and happy in in my own presence, in my own company. But I think that you definitely will experience that a bit more. I think that goes back to building independence and confidence and comfortable in your own skin and in your own company and with that freedom of, you know, being whoever you want to be. So number seven is that you will become more flexible and able to adapt because again, you're going to be dealing with problems that arise. You're going to have different decisions you're going to have to make or different problems that come up in your life and you'll just become better problem solving and you'll be more flexible and adapt. Just think about if you've ever gone on a trip if you've ever gone on a vacation that you've planned or someone else has planned, inevitably something is going to go wrong. Someone is going to lose their wallet. Someone is going to forget where their passport is as they're about to board the plane. That's not a really big one. Some Something is going to go wrong with the rental car where you forget where you parked it. You're going to miss a flight maybe. I just, I'm thinking of random examples, but you just 
have a problem, you're like, okay, I'm going to be flex- flexible. I'm going to adapt. That 100% happens whenever you move abroad. Yeah, that's number seven. Number eight of the reasons why you will change is whenever you have global experience, if you're a contractor, if you are working in a nine to five, you will be gaining that global experience and it does make you stand out as a candidate if and when you move back to your home country. This was one of the things that was a big question for me before I moved abroad and thinking, oh, I really want to be progressing in my career. I have really big ambitions. If I move abroad, is it going to slow me down? Is it going to prevent me from getting a big promotion from um, companies wanting me for me to stand out? And honestly, just thinking about it, I mean, duh, if you have global experience, it just makes you, I mean, it builds so many soft skills, like being able to adapt, being more flexible, what we just talked about. But I think that if a hiring manager has 100 applications and every single person looks the exact same, they have the exact same experience, but you're coming in with experience of you living and working as a nurse in Madrid and being flexible and adapting to a whole new system of doing things, they might say, oh, this girl has lived in another country and she's learned a completely new system of working as a nurse in Madrid or whatever. So she'll be able and willing to adapt quickly to our hospital and our way of doing things, just as an example. So I do think that it helps build experiences. It helps you stand out as a candidate whenever you are progressing in your career or business. Number nine of the ways that you will change is that you will build a massive appreciation for being present wherever you're at. Whenever you move abroad, you are, and I, I hesitate in saying this because it is it can be a bit challenging for sure, but you're always a bit torn. Whenever you are home, you miss being abroad. And whenever you're abroad, you miss being home. So it sounds a bit sad, but I think it's it's bittersweet because it just makes you have such a huge appreciation for life and wherever you're at, and it makes you be very, very present. For example, whenever I go home, I'm very intentional about planning a weekend or at least a day where I'm with my best friends from college. And whenever I'm with them, those memories stick in my brain like glue. I am very extremely present. I hang on to every single word that they're saying. I am very intentional with the conversations that I bring up and what I talk to them about, you know, we're ha- we're having laughs, of course, and we're having so much fun, but we have really, really deep and meaningful conversations as well. And I think that it it really does make that time all the more valuable and special because you don't have it all the time. It's the same thing whenever I'm here. I think I'm constant whenever I'm living abroad. I'm constantly just thinking about how lucky I am that I get to live this life abroad, that I get to experience this whole new culture, this whole new way of living, that I, just so many reasons that I won't necessarily get into right now, but I'm sure I will at another point. But anyways, the point is that you just become so grateful for that time that you do have with your family. And I mentioned this in another episode, but you don't actually get less, I think that This is very person to person, 100%. But I do think that if I were to have lived in New York, for example, instead of Texas, because 
I was going to move, I wanted to move to London, but if I didn't move to London, I was like, okay, New York would be my number two. I always think back to that because I'm like, well, if I would have moved to New York, I probably would have still seen my family the same amount of times as if I was in London versus in New York. I, I really do think that I don't see my family super often. I see them twice a year and I normally stay for about two weeks, both times. And whenever I'm there for those two weeks, I'm soaking up every single second. I'm soaking up just every moment and just taking it all in and really enjoying it. Anyways, I'm probably going into this a a bit too deeply, but I guess my point is that you can definitely still have really deep, meaningful relationships with the people back home because you're more intentional with the time that you are with them. I'll stop there. I could keep going on and on about this, but I'm going to stop there. Okay. Number 10, uh, the reasons that you will change or how you'll change whenever you move abroad. So number 10, the last one is that you gain a massive appreciation for yourself for acting on the desires of your heart. It sounds a bit cheesy, I know, but I am so proud of myself for taking the harder route and accomplishing the dream that I had. People will tell you that you're so brave, and if they were more brave, then they would move abroad. But whenever you move abroad, you realize that it is 90% your heart and 10% of courage. If you really, really want something, you will make it happen. And yeah, you're going to have to make sacrifices to make it happen. That is definitely true. And yes, you have to have the courage to actually act. But if your heart is not really in it, it doesn't matter how much courage you have because it's really more about your heart and your you saying, I I have to have this. I am all in. My heart's completely in it. I'm acting on this. It's the desire that I have. I'm admitting it and I'm going all in. And it's 10% of actually having that boldness and the courage to make the leap into something that is, is the unknown. So anyways, I'm going to wrap it up with a quote. This is from someone named Hannah Ardent. And she said that loving life is easy when you are abroad. When no one knows you and you hold your life in your hands all alone, you are more a master of yourself than any other time. So anyways, I'm going to wrap it up with that quote. But with all that being said, those are the 10 ways that you're going to change whenever you move abroad. And I think most of these are really, really beautiful things that I would never want to give back. I I feel like moving abroad does change you for the better. I don't know, maybe people around me think differently, but I, I would say that I have become a stronger person and a better person and more of who I already was, but growing in a really positive direction that I feel really proud of and I feel really excited about the future and just learning and adapting and changing and and growing even more in the future. So anyways, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Move Abroad podcast, and I look forward to seeing you here again next week.